Greetings and salutations, everybody, and welcome to Full Starts Podcast, a podcast where we talk about movies that failed at getting a sequel. Who'd have thunk it? We're still here doing this. <laughs> well, I mean, we haven't been, have we? Well, we, we took, a, took a short break. Been a while. I feel like every time it's my turn to host, it's like, oh, we took a short break. It's been yeah. a while. <laughs> we, have to, we have to recover. Like, we have to warm up to you. No, <laughs> yeah, we have to prepare. We have to be like, fuck, you know. Like, yeah, here's the torture we drop at your feet. You guys just got to just take a moment to... <laughs> but having been a while, you know, we're all older, we're all wiser now. Mm-hmm. So, how's your prostate? Imploded. How's, how's your prostate? Older. Older. <laughs> your knees, everybody's knees okay? No. 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 <laughs> Always good to check these things. No. Fun fact, my elbow, my shoulder and my back are all fucked now. <laughs> Down my good side, so... Uh, I'm doing great. Oh, let's be fair, Dan. You never had a good side. Uh, that's true. So, as you can tell, I'm Dan. I'm also joined by the affluent Ashley on my left. I'm Ash, or as people like to miss here, I'm Ash. <laughs> and by the lovely Lewis on my left. Sure. <laughs> and I have a question for you guys. I want you to, in 30 seconds, I want you to pitch me the most useless invention you can think of. Ashley? Uh, okay. Right, okay. You have to pick up a TV remote. Yeah. Right? But it's right near your foot. Yeah. So it's a slipper that just makes you have a wider foot. And it's, it's called? It's called the flat foot that you put on your feet and picks up remotes on the floor. And you can pick work on the name. But I like the fact you got into a jingle there. <laughs> Lewis? It's it's an oven tray which yeah. has an opening, like... Like a glove opening for your hand. So when you want to pick something out of the oven, you can just slot your hand into the oven tray, get a glove slot, and pull the tray out while while burning your the skin off your hand. Okay. Yeah, there's no glove inside the glove. No, no, no. It's, yeah, ju- yeah. it's just metal. It's just a hole in the tray. Yeah. Eventually, they will become a glove of skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. eventually. <laughs> and, and it's called... Uh, the, uh, the hot my, hand from the same company as Ashley's it's called the tray bake oven hand glove thing from JML <laughs> no from JML so that's it's very similar to my one so I don't think I can picture my one there we sure. go <laughs> okay oh, oh yeah sorry mine was too can I also go back in time and not do one <laughs> alright mine was just fingerless oven gloves Right. Well, you know, well, you need to like pick something up from the other, but you also need to do fine work of chopping stuff. If yeah. you're a hobo that needs to handle hot bean cans, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right, that'll do. Roll the intro, me. Ding 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 ding. That was a western. Up tempo theme during this month. So I made you guys watch Jumper, didn't you? Fucking just. Didn't I? Do, didn't I just? Oh, I tried to like work jumper into that. And I, fell, I fell apart. So uh, I, I was telling my girlfriend about this film. Oh, you got girlfriend! I know, right? What straight? <laughs> How unlucky for her! <laughs> <laughs> um, and Rub it in. Obviously... All we've got is wives. Yeah, you're tied down. <laughs> I can jump out whenever I want. <laughs> um. She doesn't listen. None of them listen. It's None true. of them take any interest in our endeavours. That's the thing. When we first started dating, she was like, oh, yeah, I'll listen to him. And she did. And now she's like, I don't need to now. No. <laughs> so, it's not trying to impress you. Um, Corn's so, very so different yeah, now. I, I basically told her that 
the film Jumper was about a man with a magic cardigan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I basically realised that I was then explaining the plot for the tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. So it was directed by Doug Lyman. Uh-huh. Uh, he did Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. He's got some some real heavy heavy hitters under his belt. In terms he, of movies, he, he does. He's no, I do. Inc- I do include Mr. and Mrs. Smith because I do think that's a good film. He is. I, when it came out, I loved it. Yeah, one one of the better action directors out there at the minute. Yes, I'll give him that. Uh, What's he done recently then? Oh. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Most recent. Right. They got renamed Live Die Repeat because they realised that was the cooler title. Yes. Do you know? But um, actors, it has Hayden Christensen, Samuel L. Jackson. Jamie Bell, who is Billy Elliot, who yep. will from now on be referred to as Billy Elliot in this Exclu- film. And- he is referred to exclusively as Billy Elliot in yeah. my notes. And, yep, I, I, and I apologise to Jamie Bell. It's not your fault. It's just your most prominent role. It's just going to be the easiest way to remember. And we're sorry. <laughs> uh, Michael Rooker's in it as well. And Kirsten Stewart makes a, a very brief appearance. Yep. It had a budget of $85 million, And at the box office, it made $222.2 million. Why? It put, well... I think it comes down to the fact that it was released on Valentine's Day, so it probably pulled in a lot of couples. Not to give away my thoughts too early, but why? Mm. Uh, It's also only in like an 80-minute runtime, so short movie, Valentine's Day, Mm. like quick, easy, in and out, a bit of money. And don't get me wrong, like people's thoughts and feelings do not match up to how much money it makes, so it is strange. That was my um, previous career. Quick, easy, in and out, a little bit of money. (laughs) And... Much like the last movie I picked, this is loosely based on a book by Stephen Gold. Mm -hmm. So, let's get into it then, shall we? Okay. Well, I'd I'd seen the film before. I had enjoyed it quite a bit. I think I'd seen it three times before. What the fuck is wrong with you? Hang on. (coughs) Consecutive viewings, it gets worse because you realise more and more, especially now with a critical eye, it's so trope heavy. How does it get worse from where it is currently? <laughs> it was in 2008. It was a good, solid film. No, it wasn't. I, I want to say this straight out the gate that Hayden Christensen gets a bad rap for George Lucas's terrible writing, hmm. and he's the best part of this movie. Yeah. And I don't think he's a bad actor. Are you fucking. What is happening? What timeline is this? <laughs> he's so bad in this movie. He's the best thing in it. Who, who's both, better? Both of the leads, him and the love interest, is like watching two fucking planks I've, in puppet yeah. theatre. I've seen Just her do so scrawn, much better. Hastily scribbled faces on fucking <laughs> driftwood. <laughs> Look at me jump in the puppet theatre. <laughs> yeah, I a, love you now, but we're going to jump to the desert. Fucking awful. He's Not to give away my thoughts. But what do you really again? Think, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Don't hold back. Tell us how you really feel. So zero minutes. It's all... <laughs> oh, actually, no. I'll tell you who may be even better than Hayden Christensen, and that was the kid who played young Hayden Christensen, because that is exactly how I imagine a young Hayden Christensen would act. The best well, actor in the movie. Yes. The best actor in the movie is that Billy Elliot. Did. Okay. No, he's not. Say, no, he's, he's, he's not. not. He is, and he's still bad. He he's, is bad, he's so he's not. And this bad. is a movie where Samuel L. Jackson is in it. 
Who is very bad. Who's very bad. He's really bad. Everybody's <laughs> bad here. Like, hey, Christian, no one comes good. out cleaning the wash here. You They're know, all bad. The only reason Sam Jackson got this was like, oh, you did, a, you did a little speech about God stuff once. You want to be in my film and do a little speech about God stuff? But also <laughs> white hair. He goes, yeah, oh, sweet. Oh, well, do you know what? I'll, let me just drop this little tidbit on you right now then. Ooh, tidbit time. Thank you. Uh, it's, I didn't, That's a tasty tidbit. I didn't write it down because I just thought I wasn't sure how wasn't really relevant but now that you've brought up the white hair thing so Samuel Jackson did you not think the white hair would would be relevant of course we're going to talk about Sam Jackson's white hair well funny enough when he when he cut when he's casting films he often likes to make the thing okay I get to choose my wardrobe Mm. that's usually a stipulation of his and also what his hairstyle will look like and generally speaking he likes to he likes to think of if I'm playing a really cool character I want the stupidest hair I can have and that's, so that's part of the reason why his hair's white is because, like, I want that because that all looks stupid. Yeah, his hair as well was is fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that, he made a concession. He went, give me a purple lightsaber. Yeah. So. So. <laughs> so, and that was just something I found whilst researching whilst looking for people to talk about the uh, movie because, funnily enough, no one wants to talk about this film. Oh, weird. <laughs> How like, fucking weird. No wants, the thing is, I've never come across a movie in my research where I've struggled to find notes. Mm. This, it's like, ah, you know, Hayden Christensen and Samuel Jackson, they're in this movie together. They're also in Star Wars together. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Almost like it, the smart thing to do would be to do a little bit of research on the movie before you pick it. <laughs> Zero minutes. Y- you know who would be good in Star Wars? A bloke who's trained to dance and can do proper lightsaber fights, such as Billy Elliot. Mm. Yeah. Wow. You got a point. Right. Yeah. Zero minutes. Zero, zero minutes. Uh, the movie's on Prime, Amazon Prime free. in the UK. So yep. if anybody wants to watch it, well, it's not free, is it? You have to pay for Amazon Prime. Yeah. But, but I mean, if you've got, yeah, I mean, if you've got Prime, yeah. Amazon got Prime, Prime rounds up the prices because, I, yeah. Does it? Yes, it does because I I go and buy things on Prime, and then I see someone else's account that doesn't have Prime. And there'll be a couple of pennies different because on Prime, they round it up, obviously, to to make up for, you know, you pay for it and you want it next day. Mm. So, yeah, it's Amazon's not all that great, okay. guys. I thought, oh, I thought I'd be the one to tell you. Oh, I, I never knew that Amazon, <laughs> the maker conglomerate shop, is awful. It's not as if they're trying to make a profit. Oh. So I, this isn't, a, this isn't a, a note about the movie proper. The movie hasn't started yet. It's, it's, it's about... The thumbnail that Amazon Prime uses. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I don't know if they use the same algorithm as Netflix. I don't know if the thumbnail is tailored to you or if everybody gets the same thumbnail. But the, th- the thumbnail I got for Jumper looked like utter dog shit. It's just the <laughs> disc cover, isn't it? I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's just swathes of teal and orange and Hayden Christensen big in the centre just doing a goofy pose like... <laughs> Like, like I'm jumping. Yeah, that is just the movie cover. That, I think. It looks like fucking dog shit. Then <laughs> yeah. why would it anybody? Why was anybody attracted to this movie based off that poster? I mean, it was a different time then, man. <laughs> like it was 2008. Movie covers were not very good. Four stars, apparently, though, according to Amazon. Uh, I've I've written here. We'll see because customers also watched Hansel and Gretel: Witch Hunter. The Robocop remake <laughs> and the Dwayne Johnson Hercules movie. So we'll see if it's four stars, Amazon. <laughs> I did notice those recommended, yeah. Not good. Fuck. 
So the opening scene is Hayden is... Christian standing on top of the Sphinx. And what's he doing there? Because he hates sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, but he's not in the sand. <laughs> He had to get as far away in the sandy place from sand as he possibly could. (laughs) And he's like, hey, yo, I'm from some, like, district in in America with an accent. I am generic American. Generican. And he starts telling you about his life and how he came to discover that he could teleport. Yeah. And now it starts off with, like, some kid being a dickhead to him at school. I have a note about that. He, he, he had a snow globe and he's like, hey, you gave that girl a snow globe. You're a bitch. And then just throws it onto <laughs> the ice and it doesn't break. Two, two minutes and 20, the bully takes a snow globe and he's like, Haha, you guys like the Eiffel Tower? Holy crap, Rice Ball. Mark. Hey, what's this? Mark, Mark, Mark Christmas come early? Mark. Mark, give Holy it back crap. to her. Look what David Mark. got Miller. Mark, come on, you guys stop. like the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> so they've got it in Vegas, mate. Who fucking needs the I'm really Eiffel confused Tower. by the bully's motivation because, you know, bullies are like, yeah, I want to inflict pain for my own enjoyment. So he's like, oh, I'm chucking your goods away. So, haha. And then when the kid runs out onto the ice to go get it, what a bully would probably normal do is, hey, everyone, look at the stupid fuck on the ice. Let's all laugh at him. But no, he, he immediately becomes his best friend and goes, guy, get off the ice. <laughs> Movie. Like, it's just a prank, bro. Yeah, it's I just had the whole bro. TV up your ass. It's a prank, bro. <laughs> Movie bullies are just the fucking worst. They they're, they're a special kind of like, what? You, what? You know, you think about a writer and the type of person writers generally are. They definitely were bullied at school. You'd think they'd know how to write bullies better. But <laughs> I, I think that's the point of just like, let's just really make this bully ridiculous. Anyway, Stephen King shit's so bad for it as well. Oh, man. Stephen King bullies are just the the, the worst. That's why I'm not going to watch it chapter two, but, aren't like, we? Can't. We, but we watched it chapter one, <laughs> and that's n- why I'm not going to watch chapter <laughs> two. But like, can you name me a movie bully? That's actually not, like, ridiculous. Biff Tannen. <laughs> really? <laughs> Loves him some manure. Biff Tannen. <laughs> like, he's he's one note away from murdering a bunch of women <laughs> and wearing their skins as jackets. He's he, a socialist. He's an attempted there. rapist. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he gets his ass kicked, and he kowtows. He... I, I don't... No, he's a terrible bully. He's a terrible That's how bully. you do it. You stand up to bullies and then they end up praising you like a no, Chinese emperor. because what the... What would turn around there is he would get up, find a gun, and he would kill him. Like he does in the <laughs> alternate future. Where he f- just straight find up Find a gun, him. just go to your local American corner where all the guns are stashed. Just go to your... Literally just go to your local Best Buy and buy a gun. <laughs> so so he, he falls in the ice. He falls in the ice. He panics and teleports to the local library. Yes, this is the and this yes. this is he says this is this is how I learned to teleport. This is the first is, time I ever did this it. This is how I jumped. <laughs> this is the first time I ever did it on my way from Albania. So this is <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's supposed this movie is supposed to oh my notes there we go. Uh it's supposed to take place in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Obviously there's a bunch of other places. And I don't know if this is a, a Michigan accent or not, but it doesn't sound like a Michigan accent. Michigan's me. meant to be like uh Kind of semi-Canadian, like hey, hey, you know, that's sort of 
That's your I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to try it. They, I have you know, in Michigan, they all sound like they're from Albania. Oh yeah, I did forget that. So. One, uh, 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 <laughs> that two jumps. So my accent uh, uh, was technically uh, uh. correct. He sounds more like he's from Boston than Michigan. I mean, I'm not. Like I say, I'm oh, not familiar fucking, with Michigan accent. Who fucking cares? I mean, um, as as the people we are, we just look at a film and go, "There's an American accent from someone in America. Sure, it fits. Whatever." <laughs> so just to, just to prove that I went into the movie with an open mind. No, you didn't. I no, I did. I've got two notes here. One at four minutes and fifty. Mary Poppins is in this. Michael Rooker's here. The movie goes up a point just yeah. for having him appear. And I've got eight minutes and ten. I didn't know this was a Doug Lyman movie. This could stand a chance. Those those are my notes. Just to do... prove that I went in with an open mind. Who did Chronicle? Uh, the guy who did Fantastic. Fan Forstick. Oh, really? Oh. What's his face? Uh, I forget. That's that's probably a good, a good thing. Yeah. To be honest. Um, so... I think the movie tries to play up that the dad is abusive, but it doesn't quite come off in this film. Like well, no, the, I, I think the, the reason oh. it, I think it wants you to think that it wants you to think at the beginning, oh yeah, the dad's abusive. That's why the mum left. But then you find out later on that maybe the dad wasn't abusive. The mum had reasons for leaving, but it wasn't him. And mm. the fact that he's now a drunkard is probably as a result of her leaving. Hmm. Hmm. I think the thing is, it's <laughs> it's strange because uh, I'll I'll give you like a brief synopsis of the book uh, probably a little bit later. Uh, oh yeah, I'm looking point. forward to that. Yeah, like mine mine will be a very brief like Cliff Notes version of it. Cool, cool. But um, as a notes. as a minor spoiler, like the father is abusive in the book. Okay, okay. but but yeah, it it didn't quite play as well. Like I think they were trying to show look that dads was shitty, and they didn't. Quite so because he jumps saying... home to his room. No, he goes home. He goes home hmm. to his house after that, and he chains up his room from the inside. Yeah, and then I think teleports out again. I think because his dad's gonna kick the door in. If I'm correctly, he's gone to his room to pick up basically like a bug out bag or something. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I don't. He's not then running because his dad's gonna open the door and then beat him up. He just doesn't want to talk to his dad. I guess. So, I'm at nine minutes into the movie. If anyone's got anything before here. Nope. Uh, no. So, the, we, ha we have the movie. We, as we've said, like, Anakin gives his voiceover about how he learned to jump and whatnot. Nine minutes in, we're still getting fucking voiceover. Hmm. Yeah. We've, we've had the pre-credits set up about how he learned to jump and whatnot. We've had... The title sequences, we are we are at this point we're over ten percent of the way into the movie, and we're still getting this awful monotone, cliche-ridden voiceover from Anakin. Hayden Christian isn't monotone. What are you talking about? Let me tell you about my day so far. Coffee in Paris, surf the Maldives, I took a little nap on Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh yeah, and I got digits from this Polish chicken Rio. And then I jumped back for the final quarter of the NBA Finals. Courtside, of course. And all that was before lunch. I could go on, but all I'm saying is, I'm standing on top of the world. Shut up. <laughs> it's the only response I have to that, is shut up. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's... What? No. 
it's it's baffling to me because it it lasts for a couple of minutes more. It lasts until like eleven minutes into the movie. This the a movie which is less than ninety minutes long with credits. Mm. Yeah, because it goes over him narrating to get like to robbing a bank. Yeah, and stuff. It, it, it lasts. It lasts eleven or so minutes of him narrating, and then stops. So it it sets up for like the first ten percent of the movie. Oh, it's going to be a sort of, you know, narratory noir style thing, mm. and then just fucking stops and doesn't come back until like the very last two minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's basically like, right, you're all caught up, so here you go. It's cliche-ridden and cheap is what it is. Yeah, no, it like that, that it smacks of bad writing. Absolutely. That like, Absolutely really does. reeks of it. Uh, but 11 minutes in, uh, what fucking bank in their <laughs> right mind <laughs> would have the front-of-house security guard escort a shifty looking teenager down to the toilet which is located for some reason downstairs past the main bank vault which is just behind open bars for all to see I'm only asking this because I don't want to keep my fucking money there what's happening there also we find out later on he doesn't need to see if it's a short jump, he doesn't need to know the place. He can just go through a wall and end up on the other side. Yeah, it's... Well, the way it works in this isn't like... The way it works in this is as long as you can picture it, you hmm. can jump there. As long as you can, like... That's why he has photos of all famous places. Yeah. Like, here's his jump spots. So it, not, he could picture it, so there was enough for him to go, right, well, I know the centre will be there, so I'll jump to it. Hmm. That's the idea. And there's not the immediate... Oh man, I've used my powers before, and then immediately like just disintegrates in a wall. Yeah. So. Okay. Yep. <sighs> and yeah, it is very shit. Like, let me take you downstairs to the toilets, young man. It's fucking Don't weird. you think about stealing that yeah. car with any magic powers? But I think this is an. You imagine going to the fucking Halifax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can, do you have a toilet in here? I just need to really use the loo real quick. Oh yes, come on. Past all the gold bullion. <laughs> have a look at it on your way. Oh, you have the crown jewels in today? Yeah, we're borrowing them. Don't steal them. Fuck's sake. 12 minutes 50, all right. Why was not ready for Sam Jackson's hair? <laughs> so this is the first time White as it, the yeah. purest snow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a little little bonus minigame. Can you tell me, um, do you remember, because I think he does say it here, what group he is with? NDAs. Nice, NDA. I oh. mean, I'll accept Paladins too, but yes, NDA. Do you know why I, I know that? Because he holds up a little card that says NDA? It's, he holds up a little card that says NDA, and the, he's introduced as an NDA agent. Like, you assume he's, you know, a man working on the right side of the law to hunt down criminals, and he's going to yeah. get mixed up in all this jumpery thing, and then six minutes later it's revealed he's the bad guy. So why even have that set up? <laughs> I can... Literally you, six it, minutes later, it's revealed he's like stabbed some fucking bloke. Yeah, yeah. but it, it shows how the paladins can infiltrate and get what they need. Yeah, that's the point of that. Does but it, I can tell you why it's NDA, and I will give you my brief synopsis of the book now. Yes, please okay? do. So, David escapes an abusive household through teleporting. He starts looking for his mother. Uh, she tried to con. She tried to contact him. We find out later in it. She tried to contact him uh, when uh, when he was younger, but her father like denied all 
all access from her, like all notes and letters he, he just sort of got rid of. And he is a pro- apparently a properly abusive piece of shit in the book. Um, he gets on the police radar after saving a neighbour from an abusive husband that turns out to be a cop. It's kind of a seems to be kind of a running theme in the mm. books. Uh, <laughs> and like this isn't going to make sense, but he, he does find his mother after a while, and, and they reconcile. Uh, his mother gets killed by terrorists, and he goes after them. Uh, the NSA starts tracking him after he jumps in front of an experienced agent. So they start tracking him. Hmm. Uh, eventually, he captures the agent, the terrorist, and his father. There's all three of them lined up. Right? Like I said, it's very, very cliff notes what I'm doing. And uh, decides that he can't kill any of them, but he forces them to confront uh, all the horrible, shitty things they've done to him throughout the years. And then his love interest in it says, you have to go to counselling, and he agrees and goes to counselling. Sounds like a lot more sombre book than it's the movie a lot, we got. It's a lot more sombre, and it's a lot more dealing with emotions. A lot more introspective. Than... Yeah, a lot more like, hey, teleporting's cool, but you're using it to run away from your problems. Yeah. Rather than, now we're in Rome! Now we're in Rome! Are you, say, are you saying that? But the, the... You notice what I didn't say there, though? Sam Jackson me- has white hair. I didn't mention paladins once. You didn't, did you? No. You didn't say Panathinaikos. Yeah, didn't say that either. Paladins don't exist in the book. They are completely made up from the movie. In the book, sticks... is the religious angle there? Nope. Why fucking overly trope a non-tropey pudding? Like uh, the pal- <laughs> the paladins, the whole religion thing that is you over troped the pudding again. <laughs> like up until the like Sam Jackson's character is introduced, you can. You can make the argument, okay, it's sticking closer to the book. It's, it's sort of more faithful. And then the paladin's here and it's like, nope, chuck it out the window. Off we go. So that's, that is why the, the, the whole NSA thing is a thing. Okay. I did not like this movie. No. So and it does not make me want to read the book, even with that description. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? I See, I'm thinking this is some sort of parallel universe where people are automatically inclined to just generally not give a shit about things. Because <laughs> most of the places that we see Hayden Christensen jump to are very famous places that are constantly surveilled by either actual surveillance or just tourists and people. Mm-hmm. And who would notice a man on a fucking deck chair on top of the Sphinx's bonce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you, you are not wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, 2008 camera phones were a thing as well. Take a picture yeah. of the man on the on the deck chair, on the Sphinx. Look at this performance art. It's also one of the seven wonders of the world. Front page of Reddit <laughs> is where that'd go. It's like, wow, like he must be like a new David Blaine. Yeah. 30 minutes mm. is where I'm at now. So it says after um, the Paladin has shown that he'll kill other jumpers because other jumpers exist. Yes, that's after another his, important... after he's revealed as a bad guy by stabbing another jumpery dude and comes out with his famous. He's, he stabs a cardigan. Yes, his famous quote of "Only God can be in all places at all times," and I'll come back to that later. Okay, please do. <laughs> Thirty minutes. Uh, the bar scene. Oh, well, he's chatting up some ladies and he's teleported to Landon. He comes back to his hometown, has a chat in a busy oh, bar yeah. with, uh, with Fiona. I know her name thanks to Amazon X-Ray. <laughs> it is useful. And this is, this, is just, this is a note about just how the scene looks. Because it looks like shit. It looks like it's, it, like it's right out 
of one of the lower budget Nicholas Sparks adaptations. You know what? There's a few shots like that. Yeah. In this movie, there's, that looked like they were filmed lower quality and stuff. It's like soft rock going on in the background. Yeah. That, that inane getting to know you patter that they do. Fairy lights all around the actual the actual framing of the shots. The the it's so so saturated for for a for a Doug Lyman movie. The guy who, like did the Bourne movies and did um, Live Die Repeat. It, it looks like utter dog shit. Not just this scene that looks like the cheap Nicholas Sparks movie, but the rest of the movie in general really looks like shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it really does. And that's my note. It looks 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 bad, bad looking movie. Um, but before the getting to know you stuff, getting to know it, all about you. He runs into his childhood bully again. Yes, and calls childhood bully and says, "Hey, we were best friends. Remember, buy me a drink." <laughs> and then they end up getting in a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then David teleports him to the. Oldie bank vault that the first place he went to. The first place he robbed. Yeah. So has he then gone back there enough to commit it to memory? Is that or does he is that not how it works? Does he need does he just need to have been there? Well, see here's the thing, like it's kind of a weird time loop thing because he steals a bunch of that money from a teenager. And then the paladin, from a teenager, from a teenager, you heard me. And then the paladins show up. They're being like, "We didn't know we were robbed until like Monday." And that's that's like ten years later when he's an adult. Yeah. And it's like, wait, did you forget that he robbed that as a teenager, not as an adult? I I th- I, th- I think he should. He, he's robbed it multiple times. Yeah. Well, that it, yeah. is alluded to in the movies so where he's like, "I robbed banks." Yeah, and they haven't they gone. Well, we haven't again. worked out how we were robbed. Let's not put cameras in here. <laughs> We just keep losing people's money. I don't know why. Government bail us out. Oh, it's all gone. Can I go to the toilet again? <laughs> I forgot where the vault is. <laughs> you know, you keep asking to use our toilet a lot, mate. I have a weak bladder. 33 minutes and 16. Uh, we're in Rome. Uh, that's where I am. If anyone's got anything between now um, and then. Don't we have the confrontation between Jackson and Christensen before then? I don't know who those people are. You don't know who Sam Jackson, Jackson and Hayden oh, Christensen. Oh, we're using last names only. I thought these were <laughs> yes. character names. <laughs> no, no. Uh, that would be Jumper and Paladin. Otherwise, I, I don't know. I don't know. Have they? But what, Do before we? he goes to Rome, uh, because he goes to Rome with his lady friend. But before he does that, oh he, yeah, he but... has a confrontation with. Um, with Sam Jackson. Yeah, and then that's where Sam Jackson... Kicks fought. his ass up and down that room. But also, once he's jumped away, finds a picture of his love interest, not as a child, so obviously Hayden Christensen's just been going back and taking pictures of his woman without her knowing, <laughs> and then putting them in his closet for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, not saying that's creepy or anything. But it's definitely creepy. But then has such an existential thing about, oh, I can't go to the same bar that she works in. But you've been taking pictures of her for year on year, mate. <laughs> no one knows what it's like. <laughs> I, like- I, I kind of like the, he's trying to leave and then he goes, oh, I didn't know you worked here. And she, and she went, oh, so that wasn't you staring at me for an hour. I, quite, I kind of like that she'd clocked him. Uh, well, in terms of small details, one of the ones I quite like to show us how, like how like lax and uh, fucking lazy 
Christensen's character is, hmm. is he reaches for the TV remote on his couch and he can't reach it. Instead of like extend his hand a couple of inches, he rather just fucking teleport his whole body over to grab it. Because that's another power that he has. He's doing, <laughs> yeah. He can teleport and extend his hand a couple of inches. No, he he literally all he had to do is just like scoot reach over. Out. Just scoot over. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I will give you that. That one, the one scene where it shows us his like apartment living. And him just teleporting around the apartment to do these menial tasks. That's good. That's fun. But, that, but, and... but number one, he would be fucking fat because he, do- <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, why are all choppers really skinny? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, like, if you could teleport, you would be a chubby one. And two, he walks, he goes into his hotel slash apartment and like the, the doorman greets him and says, hey, how you doing, blah, blah. And he walks into the lift and then as soon as the door closes, he jumps out. Lifts and well-known for having... Again, cameras do not exist in this world. <laughs> no. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, he would be fucked. Although I also do like... And again, it's the apartment. His, his apartment just has a lot of like little character things. Is He has his desk up against the door. Because why would he ever use his door? He'll just teleport oh, okay. out. And that, that's a neat little thing. I like. mm. Yeah, I guess. And that's why when he turns back up, he's like... The fucking desk is moving. He's like, oh shit, someone's in my house. I guess that is a neat little thing, but how do you feel about when the movie completely stopped to have a dating and romance montage in Rome, though? Accompanied by the very best rock, soft rock that 2005 could muster. Do you guys remember the fray? <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Remember them? I remember the fray. So, what do you think? I think there's something you're not telling me. What do you mean? This room. First class. It's like full 20 minutes since anything happened in this movie and we decided we're going to have a break to have a... Just to, these two pond, you know, piss about Rome. Did they do yeah. How to Save a Life? Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Name me but one other song and I will give you 20 quid. That's not the song they uh, use in this movie. No, no, the other song they use is Kissy Kissy Rome. Give me that 20 quid. <laughs> I don't have it on me. It <laughs> just shuts down and we have just romantic comedy. Here, eat this floating pear. Wrong romantic comedy. No, hang on. <laughs> so funny. But... Save a life. <laughs> no, I, I think that there were parts of it. There were parts of it I liked because um, it showed him having to interact normally and getting frustrated that he had to act normally because he couldn't jump in her presence. So there, you're reading that. You're reading that on your own. I don't think I have that. That's not in the movie. See, I may have just dreamt that because I don't think I have it as another. If I find it later on, we will, we will see. During so, this whole montage scene, that's not expressed. Let me uh, let me give you a little uh, tidbit about the. No, the, we've uh, already had tidbit time. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I could take another tidbit. I might <laughs> oh, be full on from the first one. You're, you're taking another tidbit, my let friend. Me make, let me <laughs> <laughs> just just a tidbit. That was more threatening than meant it to me. I apologise. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, the crew was allowed to film inside the Roman Coliseum for three days. Right. Under three conditions. No equipment could be placed on the ground. Mm -hmm. They could only shoot from 6.30am to 8.30am and from Mm -hmm. 3.30pm to 5.30pm to avoid disturbing tourists. Yeah. And the only lighting allowed was natural sunlight. Okay. 
That's fair. How did they swing that? I don't know. Also, some TV editions of this movie edit out, and spoilers, this is where Billy Elliot turns up in the Coliseum. Uh, they edit out the part where Billy Elliot is pissing on the Coliseum mm. so as, as to not offend yeah. people. Yeah. Which must just be kind of weird to be like, there's a fight scene suddenly happening in, like he walks in, a fight scene suddenly happens in the Coliseum, and suddenly a dude with a bat turns up out of nowhere and starts killing people. No, yeah. that, that was on X-Ray. They changed that. So instead they just have him, he's on a rock. He's sitting right. on a rock. And then that's how he introduces himself. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah. so, okay. So, so like a reshoot sort of thing. Billy Elliot shows up. And we're at the, when Billy Elliot shows up at the Coliseum, it's 40 minutes in mm. to this... Halfway through. To this 90-minute movie where the movie actually stops six... You know, there's like six to eight minutes of credits. So a lot less, like it's an hour and 22, I think, the actual movie. This movie's like 80. Billy Elliot shows up at 40 minutes in. 25 minutes after the last exciting thing happened. But we'd already <laughs> seen him twice in the film no, so I'm, far. I'm sorry, the dating scene was very exciting. You are like you, are you sure? around Rome. How to save a life. <laughs> kissy, kissy Rome. Look, I got us in the Coliseum. How did you do that? Uh, don't ask. It was illegal. Yeah, but going they... back to the Coliseum and how they managed to swing filming there. Mm. Inside there. Well, outside what? of tourism hours. What the fuck? What did they say to them? How much money did they, <laughs> did they throw at uh, Italy? Oh, all right, sir. Hi there, uh, head of Italy. Here's a blank check. Please write whatever you'd like on it so we Sorry. can film in the Coliseum. Two thousand eight. Silvio Berlusconi just went. Give me some hose. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit! He cracked it. <laughs> Just give me a banga banga party, or is it bunga or bunga bunga? Bunga bunga. That's it, bunga bunga party. No, no, they all just sat around listening to bunga. <laughs> you know what? I like eggs. I like eggs. I like banging horse. I don't care who knows that. I want to say fair play. You've got a point, but for legal reasons, I don't agree with you. Balance. <laughs> that motherfucker is back. How did he get back? Oh dear. I I I, I really. <coughs> I really wanted wanted to give Hayden Christensen a chance. I did. I think I genu I genuinely believe I'm not trying to be like like have a hot take here or anything. I genuinely believe he's not a bad actor. No, tell you what. Right. I genuinely laughed at a little joke he did, and it was in the Coliseum. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know whether I laughed because it was awkward or because I just didn't expect comedy from Hayden Christensen. And it was when he. So there, he's broken backstage of the Coliseum and he's with his missus and then like, oh, I'll find a way to open this door the same way I've opened all the other doors. Don't look into it, love. <laughs> and so he goes out, jumps on top of the, like, teleports on top of the Coliseum, teleports down into the main bit and then he does a little bow. Like, he, mm. he, he does the full-on theatrical bow, bows to the foot, the, well, three, he bows to three corners and... Then he just says, thank you, thank you very much. And it comes out of nothing. Mm. And it's just, this is a monotonous man who's been shown to be quite boring. He just jumps around, <clears throat> having a bit of a play-dude lifestyle. But this is something I didn't expect from him. And then we never see it again. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he doesn't have small moments. Because he, he does, you know, he does have small moments. In, even in the prequels and whatnot, he has small moments and I, I I knew that going in and I wanted to I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt I wanted to like him he wasn't great in those prequels overall but you know no one 
was really on top form in those movies. George Lucas just isn't a great director. So I wanted to cut him some slack. Ian McDermott was in top form. Was he? Yeah. Was mm-hmm. he? Was he not a bit hacky? With a critical eye, wasn't everyone not a bit hacky? George Lucas He was, was more not... hammy than hacky. Oh, yes, all right, fair. I'll give you that. I wanted to cut Anakin some slack, but it's so hard because he is just so, so wooden. <laughs> I, I, th- I, but, th- I but thought... Monotonous maybe... isn't bad. This is coming from me. I am one of the most monotonous people I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, normally that turns me off someone. But Hayden Christensen, I think he was fine in this. I thought, okay, well, I thought maybe, maybe he's just not cut out to be an action star, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe if you give him something more subdued to do, then he's good. But I looked at IMDb, and all he does is action and romance. 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 Action and romance. Yeah, the two things that he were melded together in the prequels that nobody liked him doing. He did. He did, like he did the Last Man action. Little Italy romance. First kill action. Ninety minutes in heaven. Outcast. American heist. New York. I love you. Action romance. Action romance. It's all he does. Who is it that keeps trying to force <laughs> Hayden Christensen to do this? Uh, have I, you got his imdb up? Are you looking at it? No, no. I, this is this oh. is in my notes. I have a bit is of trivia because from, he's, he's Canadian, isn't he? I don't fucking know. Like, I've, got, I've got a feeling he um, was in either Goosebumps or Alone in the Dark. He kind of retired from acting pretty much after Jumper. No, 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 he hasn't. I'll give you a bit of trivia from his remote, from a movie last year that he did Ooh. called The Last Man. He's, he he hasn't retired. It's just that all of his shit goes direct to DVD now. Hmm. Action romance, action romance. Oh, that's close enough. And the, close this enough this is a bit of trivia from one of his like shit direct to DVD movies last year called The Last Man. Hmm. If if I may, uh, Hayden Christensen. Used his own experiences. This is this is word for word, right? <laughs> right. Hayden Christensen used his own experiences with chronic ankle injuries, <clears throat> often upsetting his professional and personal life. To better understand Kurt's PTSD, Kurt is the character he plays in the Last Man Army mm. bit. To better understand Kurt's PTSD, in a 2008 interview, he said, "I often feel similar to a soldier as an actor, and my ankles are my purple heart." Now you tell me that you fucking enjoy Hayden Christensen. Go on. So I, like, he cut out I his ankles. I can't respond to that. He's got a hurty ankle, and <laughs> that's that's equal to PTSD. He cut out his hurty ankle, hung it on his chest as a fucking medal. I just, <laughs> do you know what that is? That is. I, mean, I often I, feel similar to a soldier as an actor. Do you know what that is? It, that is a UFC fight. That's like. Oh, they're sort of, you know, jockeying for position. They're going there. And then you've just cracked me right in the temple and knocked me out cold. I have nothing. You have nothing. I have nothing. I know you have nothing. nothing for that. There's nothing. You can't come back from that. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to direct all our focus now onto Billy Elliot and say, hey, let's talk about Billy (laughs) Elliot. Let's talk about Billy Elliot then. Come on then. Hey, I've got a tidbit about Billy Elliot. He's not great in this movie. Is he doing a bad Manchester accent or am I imagining that? It's a Scottish. No, he, I, I got a note somewhere. It comes oh, about it, all over the place. Right, sorry, it's just a bad accent then, because I didn't know it was Scottish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a bad accent. It jumps around all over the place. Yeah. Um, but Billy Elliot, I want to like. I don't like him in this film. Um, because my my one memory, my, my one Billy Elliot fact, is when he was doing a promo tour for Defiance, the uh, uh, Russian 
Jews against the Nazis, then the Soviets, mm. um, with Daniel Craig on a white horse for some point, so no reason. Um, he was doing a promo tour for that, and on the radio station I listened to, he went on there to talk about it. And half of it was, yeah, here's the history of the Jewish people that I was with and all that. And then the other half was, yeah, so a lot of people know me from Billy Elliot, but I actually want to do fun films. And, like, this is a nice war film, and can people just hire me for films, please? I would very much like to be in more films. Yeah. And it was like, oh, no, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> I, is it fair to say that Billy Elliot kind of ruined him? His career. No, he's done some good... He's, he's been in something recently, he's something He's done big. some very good work. Yeah, and look at us all calling him Billy Elliot. Because it's funny. Because <laughs> it's funny. He, it's oh, yeah, fucked. and us calling Sam Jackson and Sam Jackson is so different. Well, because he, he hasn't changed up his acting in almost 15-plus years. Acting? That's his life. <laughs> like, and don't be wrong, like, Sam Jackson's paid his due, so I guess he can sort of, you know... Not put the effort in anymore. Billy Marlon Elliot. Brando stopped putting in the effort in his later life, so. Billy Elliot's in Rocket Man. That's right, yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's still just calling him Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot's in, um, I watched it recently, uh, Snowpiercer. Yeah, and we just keep calling him Billy Elliot, and it's not because it's, it's a fun. It's poor fucker. Billy Elliot was Tintin. <laughs> That's the one. Was he Tintin? Yes, he was. Yeah, Billy Elliot as Tintin. I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing I'm voice. I'm guessing that he didn't physically animate himself to be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a tr- that was a midi a town tr- called Malice. That was a midi <laughs> trumpet version of town called Malice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Tintin Malice. Yeah. So 58 minutes. They go to Japan. And how small is Japan? Is Japan literally just Shibuya Crossing? That's all people. All people leave a film is either Akihabara, Shibuya Crossing, or Tokyo. Is that that's all? That's all. That's all Japan's got, is it? <laughs> Apparently, here's that's, the thing: Japan is just four zebra crossings. <laughs> they they paid Italy a couple of whores so that they could, so, so that they could be in the Colosseum, and then they went to Japan and just went fuck it. We don't need extras on nothing. Let's just have all the normal people of this place just stare directly at the camera and go oh shit's being filmed hi (laughs) (laughs) shit's constantly getting filmed there look it's it's a lean 80 minutes they have to just leave it in they can't edit it how do where like how do they fit an airport it should be you're crossing they don't it's a narita uh, why are we in Japan? That's because why are we in Japan? (laughs) Hayden Christensen followed Billy Elliot through one of I believe through one of his jump scars and found his little base and was like Hey, fuck off. So, hey, no, we need to team up. And obviously, Billy Elliot tries to run away and ends yeah. up in Japan. And his, Billy Elliot's little base is back in Egypt. Mm. Like, right next to where he was sunbathing on the, on the Sphinx. Is it Egypt? I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's Egypt. Okay. I want to point out here that from the last note, we've jumped 18 minutes. Because <laughs> fuck yeah. all happens. Well, we get, we get the fight between the paladins and uh, the jumpers. And I do appreciate that Hayden Christian gets his ass kicked repeatedly. Mm. In the movie, because he can't fight. Back at the Colosseum, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know, there's something, I've always got a bit of a soft spot for when a character's using a baseball bat as a weapon. <laughs> I don't know what, I just don't have a soft spot for it. I mean, someone's got a teleporter, is using that it to crack such a big fan up. of The Walking Dead? This is, yeah, this is part of the reason why I like Negan so much. If he didn't have the bat, I wouldn't give a shit. Oh, Ashley just slumped, died in his chair. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit, if, if he didn't have the bat, I wouldn't care anything about Because he's a Negan. shit character. 
What he, he, what the he governor's said. way way more interesting. Yeah. Yes, he he Liam really Neeson's is. brother. He really is, and yeah, just like if you took his bat away, I I wouldn't care. I'm that yeah. shallow about it. <laughs> Imagine that big cliffhanger they had at whatever stupid season that lost me. Um, <laughs> like, who's Negan gonna hit in the head with a bat? You take the bat away, and say, who's Negan gonna slap a bit? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so that so that happens, and he's like, "Yeah, I've got to follow you." After they get arrested by the Italian police, and his Hayden Christensen's mother turns up here and frees him. He goes, "You don't have much time." He's like. No, wait, explain things. You're my mum, right? I don't have time to explain why I don't have time to explain. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Start teleporting. There's still time to explain. Right, I've got a question for you guys. Uh-huh. Which relationship has more red flags? <laughs> David and Millie, so Anakin and what's her name? Yeah. Or actual Anakin and Padme? Actual Anakin and Padme. Anakin and Padme. Yeah. Yeah. Because he... <laughs> but, like... I mean, I think they're both on equal footing. Yeah, David and Millie, he's essentially like, I'm a criminal, but you can't see anything I do. Every, like, every five minutes, I've gone away just to probably shank a bitch and then just come back. I'm just building up to you, love, all right? <laughs> but, but Anakin's like, I killed an entire village of people. The men, the women, the children. I didn't feel a thing. They deserved it. You're going to have my kids, right? <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm gonna strangle you, cut off our son's hand, and torture our daughter. Oh my god, I want your kids. But yeah, also the the kind of angle of um, like he so he, he tells his girlfriend that he's in banking, and then her big big arc of like amazingly, haha, I found you out is. You failed algebra at school, and that's how I know you're lying to me at every single stage. Because it's possible can't to retake themselves. It. <laughs> she does say, you don't have to tell me, but don't lie to me. So he does that, and then she's like, you have to tell me. Like, you're, you're changing the rules. She said, I didn't have to tell you. All my criminal bullshit. Anyway, oh, so I don't know if you noticed, but Griffin isn't in the books either. Billy Elliot. Yep. Billy Elliot is right. in the books. Okay. There are no other jumpers in the books. There's, right. There's just the Hayden Christensen character. So the film just decides, hey, let's do a group of guys against a group of other guys. Yeah. And then also at some point, like what really pissed me off is like, so there's, we see a bunch of jumpers. Dan like just punched the microphone, everybody. Did, sorry, <laughs> continue. We see a bunch of jumpers. Sorry, not jumpers, paladins. Much of sweaters. Is it Papua New Guinea where... They, he goes and kills where we first see Sam Jackson knife a jumper. Let's say yes. All right. No, it's not. It's somewhere it in East Asia. Let's say the Amazon. <laughs> Just say jungle. Yeah, somewhere in East Asia where where he steps. And we see a bunch of uh, paladins there. And then later on, there's two paladins in Rome. And then when there's like seven paladins in Millie's apartment, spoiler, uh, Griffin says, I've got his entire army back there, I can blow them up. How many paladins are there? Why are there only... What, what numbers, people? I assume he's talking about specifically about Jackson's character because he's fought Jackson's character before and he's fucked him up a couple of times. It's like, hmm. I've got his squadron in there and I'm just going to just detonate So his bomb. unit, basically. Yeah. Unit. Unit. I have so- an issue with time. <laughs> Nothing no, to do all. with this movie. J- 
just the just notion of time. There's usually sixty minutes in an hour. Usually. Thank you for clearing that so, human construct. One hour and two minutes. Um, so he they were in Rome, and they got arrested, and he told her to fly home, and they went to Japan, and now they jumped back to Boston or wherever they're from. Yes. Um, yeah. An hour and two minutes. She's been on a plane, and they they jumped to Boston Airport. Her flight landed an hour ago. He's missed her landing, so goes jumping about looking for her. He jumps to the bar and jumps to her house and he's a fucking idiot because in this post 9-11 world Mm. it's an international flight to Detroit airport sorry not Boston they're at Detroit airport do you know where she's going to be if the flight landed an hour ago still in the fucking airport Yeah, but know, not this she's, she's not going to be a fucking worker at home already, you wet tuna salad oh, no. of a man. Here's the thing. So both him and Griffin then go to the airport, look at the, look at the departure thingy or the arrivals thingy and see that it, it's not there anymore. And then immediately land- go, oh, well, she's obviously fucked off. They landed an hour ago is what they say in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's then, still waiting at the fucking baggage, baggage carousel or going through customs. Yeah. That's where she is. And then in yeah. the middle of the airport... Two fucking jumpers go. All right, well I'll see you. I'll see you here. All right, bye. And then he jumps. Griffin jumps in the middle of the airport. And then Hayden Christian's like, "Oh, okay, I'll go somewhere else." Oh, there's a kid watching me. Hi, kid. Wink. Jump. <laughs> Fuck off, movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I do. It brings up a point. I'm guess. So it must be true that the is the good point that she didn't land an hour ago. <laughs> And get to work already. Well, she didn't fly from fucking Italy, land, and within an hour, in an hour, go from Detroit airport to fucking work, Anakin. But you stupid, stupid man. I'm holding Hayden Christian personally responsible now. No, well, my point ties into this. Fucking moron of a human. Does, does their teleporting have to apply to the rules of time as well? Yes. Because, I mean, do they... He says land an, an hour ago. I mean, is it like instantaneous, like... Win that second, or does it take like hours? No, I think it's no we, we see we see it's instantaneous. But yeah, <laughs> also what I thought you were going to say about the time is time zones, mm. and he jumps about different places mm. that should be night and they are day, should be day and they are night. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe you could swing that argument that yeah, maybe it does take time to jump, but we see, we see that he just goes boom, boom, and he's somewhere else. Yeah, I guess because it just like. I mean, it's really a broken power, then. Uh, right. She's still inside <laughs> yeah. the airport, Jump, guys. Jumps at OP, guys. Uh, <laughs> She's still inside the airport. Also, <sighs> yeah, when so when he tells her, yeah, go, go away, like, catch a flight back home, and then hands her his luggage full of cash, I don't <laughs> care She's how... She's at customs declaring it still! <laughs> yeah, well, How you, did you, you get cannot... all this money? It's marked as stolen. You cannot carry more than 10k local currency yep. on a plane. That is more than 10k mm-hmm. of non-local currency and, well, mix, mix of currency. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happens? The police turn up and go, okay, we're going to civil forfeiture that stuff and say, because you could have been potentially using that for drugs, so we're going to take that off you. And more than And you're yeah. fucked, because that's your money. Go on. Talking from experience, there. Eh? <laughs> I'm so, at an hour and ten. Okay. I want to spring a pop quiz question on you. Okay, hot shot. Okay, and I will and I will genuinely give you a fiver if you can 
guess this. Genuinely. Genuinely okay. give you a fiver, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get your, your phone away. <laughs> Put your phones away. <sighs> Who was reportedly considered for the lead role that Christensen got? Is there a time limit? Um, I tell you what, I will. I'll give you till we get to the end of the movie. Shall okay. I? Okay. You can you can throw out guess. You can throw out guesses before we hit the break. You can have multiple guesses. I'll, I'll let you have multiple guesses before we hit the break. I will give you the answer. Okay. Okay. Jake Lloyd. <laughs> Jake Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you'd have got that, that would be impressive. <laughs> so hour and ten. So we jumped about. They decided to team up. Griffin has a little hole under, under like a rock where he's been living, in the desert. Uh, they team up to go after the Paladins because it turns out that they know about Willie and they will go after her. So Hayden and Chris is like, "Hey, look, you know, you're the, they're going after you. They're going to kill you. I'm going to show you how I teleport." And they jump away because the Paladins bust in like, "Ha ha! We're here to kill you, lady of a, you know, a teleporter." And then they pull out a machine that keeps his. <laughs> Ash is very angrily pointing. <laughs> Pull, like, opens up his jump scar. Yeah. So they can go through it. Yes. Hey guys, only God can be in multiple places at the same time. But fuck it, here's a machine that lets us do the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> fuck off, movie. <laughs> no, it just lets you open. It just lets yes. you go see their time scar so you can go through it and be in multiple places at the same time. Yes, feel the anger. <laughs> the rage flows through you. Right, I've actually got a few more. Well, my note. Well, I finally found my note about previously when I was mentioning how many people are actually in the army. Mm-hmm. Because Griffin literally says there are hundreds more paladins. But then, when we see Roland, is Sam Jackson's character's name, uh, we see him with three guys, he then says, those are all the paladins, I'm going to blow them up. <laughs> yeah. Then um, uh, Hayden Christensen goes home because he knows Sam Jackson's beat up his dad. So he takes his dad, he jumps his dad from their house to the, to hospital. the hospital where it looks like someone's done a fucking superhero jump and then caved the floor in. It's like Goku's landed. And people aren't like, oh shit, teleporting men. They went, hey, let, let's help this dude. Yes. Go ahead, get a doctor. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did the same when a fucking lady fell out of the sky in Doctor Strange, and she went <laughs> on the floor. So, in Tokyo, we find out that Griffin can jump Cars. in a car with a car. Yeah. If he if it can move, he can jump it. Yeah. Which is like, oh, some jumpers have special jump abilities. Like, if it moves, we can kill it. <laughs> we weren't watching Predator earlier. <laughs> so, if it moves, I can jump it. I have a little spooky theory. Mm. Are jumpers the reason why ghost cars are a thing? Because they literally go car one minute, gone. Car coming at you, gone. So jumpers are really good at ghost riding the whip. You say whip and ghost riding, and I think of ghost rider with a whip. <laughs> That's not good, Dan. That's bad things. It's a good job they got a sequel. You're <laughs> just lucky. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in the fight scenes? See, I don't actually have a problem with them. It's an action film, so I'll tell you what's happening in the fight scenes. Blurry movie cameras. Yeah. The fights this, in this movie, there's a serious case of the Bournes going on in this movie. Mm. And not in a good way. 
Yeah, I, I sort of get what you mean. There are a few good shots, like um, the one where Billy Elliot's like teleporting down the hallway to punch a dude, and he's like just doing it in steps. I mm-hmm. thought that was a nice shot. But I mean, yeah. But I I'm talking about when the action ramps up and it's just... It's essentially a grapple fight and then the camera zooms and moves around going, isn't yeah. this intense, guys? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's it's all high octane. It's all shakers. Yeah. You can't keep up. And it's... Like if you, you, if you lobbed a camera down a hill <laughs> like that, that's what it looks like. No, it's not quite Batman be- uh, Begins. And, any students out there doing a little action film? That one's for you. You know, when you see like a, oh, oh dear, skydiving man drops GoPro off a cliff. (laughs) It looks like that. (laughs) Skydiving onto a cliff, chucks his GoPro off. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to assume it's like a choice because it's like, oh, they're teleporters. It's definitely a choice because it was in Doug Doug Lyman did the Bourne films as well. It's definitely Mm. a stylistic thing. Just looked like shit. Yeah. I'm glad he stopped it. You could play it off as, oh, well, they're teleporters, so they're always crazy all over the place, so it's hard to focus. Like, you could play that off like that, but yeah, it is a stylistic. You shouldn't. You should just own up to the fact that it looks bad. Does look bad. Um, that's like I want to point out though with the with the bomb scene. Hayden Christensen literally teleports the bomb away, and like he sort of, he places it down somewhere and he's standing there and they're chatting about, hey, you can't just take my bomb, I'm going to blow it up. And he's got this look on his face, like a puppy dog that's just shit on the floor mm. and knows it shouldn't have shit on the floor. I mean, it feels really guilty and he wants to be sorry about it. <laughs> and he's looking at him like that and at the at the bomb case. It's like. It's just a really weird moment when nothing's said and he's got that weird expression on his face. I would, give, I would give the movie this with the bomb scene where where Anakin is chasing Billy Elliot all over the world. <laughs> They're jumping all over the world, wrestling, trying to get the bomb off each other. Mm. That That is a cool scene. That ends terribly. But it's, in, it is, it's indicative of a, of a bigger problem. The movie's problem as a whole is that the movie has one trick mm. and it's constantly like, look at our cool trick. Look at our cool trick. Look where we are now. Look where we are now. Look at where we are now. Look where we jumped. We jumped here. We jumped there. We jumped. That's the one trick mm. the movie has. And it gets and we've boring. Seen it so, for, yeah. yeah. We've seen it for 75 minutes now. Yeah. It's, it's, mm. It gets old fast. It's not particularly cool anymore. The scene in isolation where they're going over the world fighting over this bomb is cool but in the grand scheme of the movie we've seen it for 75 minutes it's not the, cool yeah. anymore the movie doesn't offer anything else the error the error they made was straight off the bat they go all right we'll do a bit of narration and we'll show you like how this guy jumps and how he learned to jump and do yeah. that and then that makes jumping mundane yes mm. if we'd done more of a let's get to know the characters more and then the jumping comes in sure that would have been better. So would you would you agree that X-Men X2 does teleporting the best? Because it opens with your flashy teleporting scene. Mm-hmm. And after that, Nightcrawler's really reserved and doesn't really want to do it. Yeah. But he does it very sparingly as a saving people Yes. sort of thing. Would you agree that that, that does teleporting the best? Because it's hard to do teleportation. But that's, yes. that's Nightcrawler in general. I mean, he... He's a cool character because he thinks his power is satanic when he's a highly religious dude. Mm. So he does it as only when it's yeah, direly needed. His his character is more interesting than his power, which he, he very rarely uses, even though it's a cool fucking power. Mm. And he's one of my favourite X-Men. So 
Hour and 17. Oh, we don't want to talk about how he deals with um, getting rid of a teleporter. How he just sticks him in a massive um, electrical thingy. Yes, yeah, this, this is the point I have. Yeah, I'm at hour okay. 16, same point. Because we haven't brought up until now, but it's electricity disrupts. <laughs> yes. Right? yes. We, we know abilities. that electricity stops them jumping. Yeah. But so are the they power... immune to electricity in every other way? <laughs> they must be, because he's in a fucking pylon. Yeah. And he's going, fair cop, mate, let's have a bit of a conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know what sort of amperage a pylon carries. Ain't that a Pokemon? But... <laughs> But whenever I've seen one up close, there's definitely a danger of death sign. Yeah, I don't think you better just lounge about on them. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have but, to assume that like, they are got, immune. They you know, are highly resistant be, right? to electricity it, to the point where it only stops them doing jumping. It's just a bit of a tiggle, isn't it? Pylons got to be, have a lot of currents, like current running through them because they buzz in the rain and it's really ominous. <laughs> so there's got to be a lot of power running through that. Mm. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the paladins have these fancy sticks that A, fire electrocuting ropes, and B, have an electrocuting claw that they can fire at and retract. They're quite... And it's a stun stick. They're quite cool. If the electricity wasn't such of a bugbear, they would be a fairly cool weapon. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having that. But tell you what, tell you what works a bit better. Guns. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but he's teleporting back. He's too fast. I can't shoot him. Automatic guns. (laughs) Bombs. I don't I don't really remember what the preamble to this note is that I have <laughs> but I write at 1 minute 19 oh no Sam Jackson's still alive <laughs> how will David solve this problem oh. by teleporting I expect <laughs> <laughs> I know why it's because at some point Billy Elliot jumps to London grabs a bus and fucking throws it at Samuel Jackson <laughs> <laughs> which is which I did think was kind of cool I, I kind of they're like, all right, fuck you. I'm just going to teleport a fucking <laughs> a moving vehicle into you. I like how it was a genuine bus that had the proper right route on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they just bought a bit of stock footage off of Getty Images and famped it out. Yeah, quite possible. Oh, all movies do that. It's fine. It is fine. It's so absolutely anyway, so fine. It's the, what Getty Images is for. The girlfriend's captured. Hayden Christensen goes to rescue her. He gets captured. And a bunch of paladins like struck grabbing with electricity is like, we're going to stab you because you're against nature. Mm. You shouldn't exist because we're paladins. Not some. They're not like some shady organization. Just literally, just paladins, like Knights Templar. Yeah, effectively. And then he jumps an entire house, uh, well, her entire apartment, into the river where he almost drowned. And then yes. pops everyone back out to the library. Yeah. So th- this guy who didn't even know you could jump with a car. Gets told by Billy Elliot, oh yeah, some dude tried to move a house once and he died as a result. <laughs> Christensen goes, yeah, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I, I can do it. That's a bit of crack, ain't it? I am the one. Easy, easy. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that film? Oh dear. I am yeah. number four, which eventually one of us will have to pick, but every time I watch it, I want to die. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think we have to. We could. This could be the last episode. If we want it to be, <laughs> no, I want to suffer more. We could stop doing this to ourselves. <laughs> like you've got to sprinkle. We've the good no movie. one to blame but ourselves. I mean, I know you picked the movie this month, but we came up with the premise of the show together. 
well look we're nearly done here we're nearly done so after all that he's like well I've got to deal with Sam Jackson and he teleports him to I, I, Cuba I think I think it's Cuba because Billy Elliot's like oh I dropped is it Cuba some... is it Jamaica come on do that while he's doing that because like, Billy Elliot's like oh I dropped some guy in, in like shark infested waters yeah. I think off the coast of Cuba wink 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 and then you must assume he must have like he must have like memorised that spot before because he drops his like told you I was different I could have dropped you in the water mm. and then just leaves him stranded to die on a on a cliff edge something yeah on a cliff edge yeah. something like or that some like precipice and disappears yeah like in, in a cave like in a cliffside cave so he can't get out of it in any way without help still, I mean yeah. he still technically yeah. left him for dead hasn't he <laughs> yes. I mean entirely possible yeah it means he's just going to starve to death and have the option to swim away yeah given the choice between starving to death on a cliff edge cave in the desert with no water fire food or, or seeing if paladins can fly or seeing if I could get <laughs> you know taking my chances with the sharks I'd try it with the sharks I reckon you can have them. Yeah. <laughs> fucking have them. Fucking watch pussies. I'll at least try and swim fucking away. Tell, tell you what works well. A fucking well, one. What works well in water and what sharks are very susceptible to. A big shocky stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fun, fun fact, right. so are you. Yeah, but he's a paladin. <laughs> yeah, but he's I'm not assuming a... if paladins are the opposite of jumpers, they also have the same superhuman powers of jumpers. So they're super conducted to electricity and they'll super die if they get any total shock. Also, yes. <laughs> so after we've got rid of the bad guy and he's got the girl and whatnot, an hour and 22, David goes to find his mum. Kristen Stewart. Yep. Um, what appears because to the be... movie forgot that they set that up, I assume. Yeah, and they're like in the last six minutes. Oh fuck, we have to do this now. I know, I know. She probably lives in Alaska, but looks like she lives in fucking Siberia. Amount <laughs> <laughs> of snow and ice around. But here's the thing: I had to. Like, fuck you, live love. I had to really remind because like he he goes and says to his mum, "Oh, you, you're a paladin, aren't you?" And she didn't tell him that. She on like he only fi- finds out because in Griffin's little hidey hole, there's a. There's a little picture of her and a message yes, that says, kill her or something. He wants and to kill and then mommy. from that, he goes, oh, well, obviously my mum's a paladin. Not, oh, this could be another jumper. This could be where I got it from. Hmm. Mm. I made a point at the beginning of the podcast uh, to point out the whole narration thing. And, you know, the first nine minutes of the movie, how he tells, how the narration tells us his, how, this was how he learned to jump and whatnot. Mm. Because when he goes to see his mum... We find, you know, finds out she's a bad guy. She's a paladin too. Oh no, ba ba ba! She's the reason uh, that him him jumping was the reason that she left because yeah. she is a paladin. And she tells, she says, the first time he jumped was when he was five years old. Yes, Billy Elliot also, also says the same yeah. thing that he jumped at five, and it manifests. But at we five. spent the first nine minutes of the movie. That's how he witnessing learned. the first time. His first jump and the discovery of his powers. That's he fell into the yeah, ice. How he learned. Yeah. Not how At five, she he could have been in the supermarket and just gone dink like a foot away and his mum go, Oh fuck. So yeah. <laughs> And what the, and then he just didn't do it from age five to fifteen. Because he he's five, he's like, This is what all people can do, right? No, I have a five year old. That's not what they're like. <laughs> how do you know she can't teleport yet? Or he? 
It's stupid, all right? It, it's what it is. It. <laughs> even, 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 even if your case is correct, the movie doesn't make that case. The movie tells us... No time. The movie, going, the movie spends the first nine minutes of its runtime telling us this was the first time I jumped <laughs> and how I learned to jump and how I discovered I'm a jumper. And okay. the final two minutes telling us I jumped when I was five. So we've got, <laughs> we've got that opening nine minutes. So what we, is happening? We should change that to mum taking baby David to get his feet measured for some shoes and he decides he doesn't want that fucks off. Yes! And then, then she has to go all round the shops looking for her son and then there's her son and he's like in the middle of a, a slush puppy machine. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Slush puppy! <laughs> yes! <laughs> you're right! You're correct! If the final two minutes of your movie are going to be this, have the first nine minutes of your movie be that! Well, do you know how she solved his jumping problems from like five to fifteen? Shocked him. No, <laughs> shock collar. No, because she weren't there. Like from pets at home. <laughs> no, she weren't there. She just left him with an abusive father. What the fuck happened to Michael Rooker? He's dead in hospital. No, 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 no. He's not right. No, 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 no. He's not definitely dead in hospital. No, I said I assume. No, he's in hospital and he's under lock and key because the police are asking him how the fuck he teleported into a fucking hospital. They, he gets teleported into the hospital, right? And we, we hear hospital from, doesn't have from, cameras. From, from from Dr. ADR, I'm not getting a pulse. I'm not getting a <laughs> pulse. There's it. no pulse. Um, no, so he doesn't, he doesn't say that. He just says, I'm not getting a pulse. That's all we hear. That's not confirmation of death. No. In movies, that is not confirmation of death. That Especially not when you've left him at a white hospital surrounded by fucking doctors and nurses. Where yeah. is Michael Rooker? That is not a death scene. He's gone from the movie. He doesn't matter now. <laughs> and what happened to the voiceover as well? The first 11 minutes of the movie is voiceover and it doesn't come back. I'll tell you where Michael you Rooker is. You don't need it now. No, fuck you. I'm explaining you can't the... have 11 minutes of voiceover. 11% of your movie, more than 11% of your movie, and then just, well, we're done with that now. Right, Hayden... That was, that was a thing we did at the start, and now we don't use it. Hayden Christensen turns up at his mum's place, sees Chris and Stewart, and then... It's like, oh, you're a better actor than me. <laughs> and then we kind of, like, the, the, the camera just focuses on Chris and Stewart and his mum. But if we'd followed Chris and Stewart up, there's a little mezzanine where Michael Rooker's just eating ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I live here too. <laughs> but I'm a wife and I'm happy again. But also, his, his mum, so history time, his mum says paladins and jumpers have been at war since medieval times. Yes. So, uh, let's say a crusading man goes from fucking Ipswich to Jerusalem and then decides... All right, when I go back home, I'm I'm now able to jump back to Palestine whenever I want. How do the jumpers, how do the paladins, with their medieval technology, then go after the go after the jumpers? <laughs> like, right, get on a boat, everyone. Two years, we'll be there <laughs> with the oldie fire. <laughs> Sounds like a more interesting movie, to be honest. Yeah, I'll be honest. That's uh, pretty that, interesting. That's, I'd like to see that. That's uh, 1942. Because how does the jumper get there in the first place without a photo of Jerusalem in medieval times? <laughs> By being a crusader, I fixed that riddle. There you go. <laughs> so, hmm. I hope this tapestry's right. <laughs> I, hope, I hope this tapestry is to scale. 
It just ends up with fucking oh. Monster Michelle oh, on the bones the of a saint. Oh, they moved the bed. Oops, my legs are now cut off. Whoops. <laughs> Fuck sake. Right, so his mum being... It's like, so what happens what's now? Shit oh, we have to fight each other. Exactly. You a head start. Look, I'm giving you a head start because I love you. I had to leave you for your own safety at five, but now I'll just kill you in a day or two. But at least <laughs> you'll have that day or two. <laughs> his girlfriend's totally on board with what he does now. As I well, mean, his lady love interest. You cannot leave that relationship. You will die. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> As you say, she got press ganged into it. <laughs> it's and then the movie ends. It's short. It's short. I would like to say it's mercifully short. It's an hour and twenty-eight minutes. I'd like to say it's mercifully short, but it's not. Mate, it's not an hour and twenty minutes. It's eighty. With credits, and it's an hour and twenty-eight minutes. It is. I was. I had fucking Amazon X-ray up. It is. It's, there's eight minutes of credits, which is why it's well, you might have eighty minute notes. Mm. There's an eight minutes of credits. It's it does it, it's short, but it doesn't feel short because the movie has that has one thing that it does. It doesn't give us anything new. <clears throat> and how they would have turned this into a fucking franchise without it being the exact same movie is beyond me because it would just be I can do jumping I'm being chased by paladins again but I, mean, I guess that's why people have to come after the break isn't it find out what, what, yeah. would, what it would have been what would have happened right right yeah you know you guys still haven't given me uh, an answer as to who you Bruce think Bruce Willis Bruce Willis no not Bruce Willis how long was the movie in development for 2008. It came out in 08. Matt Damon. No. Matt Dillon. Dylan McDermott. Oh, the other cunt who's in the Bourne films that I hate. He's a block of wood. Clive Owen. Okay, shall I? I'll give you one clue. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you one more guess after this. Okay. 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 Are we okay. still getting a fiver or are you halving You'll it? You'll still get a fiver. All right. He's a musician. And it's 2008. Nick Cave and the Bad Seed. No, you're Jared out. Jared Leto. No, you're out. Dang it. David Bowie. <sighs> I'm going to bring this up fully so I make sure I don't get this wrong. Musician. Eminem reportedly turned down an offer to <laughs> star in a lead role. However, an MTV report quoted director Doug Lindman saying his plan to have Eminem in a movie was dropped right after he met Hayden Christensen. That's the first fucking note on the X-ray I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine... It's like hard to jump when you've got like 8,000 volts going through. It's like, man, fuck you! <laughs> Lose yourself! No, I can't imagine. Um, <laughs> Tell you what, if the film had been, you know, rated a bit higher on the scale, as in... PG, eight, whatever. Yeah, 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 that scale. Yeah, maybe they could have done a bit more with it. Potentially. I mean, and this movie does suffer from no gore. That's probably why the electricity is a thing. Probably, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Eminem. Pretend we could have had you know, eight mile in I there. don't hate the idea. It's, it's so random, though. It's a ra- yeah, it's an odd choice, considering but, uh, the only like proper acting I've ever really seen him do is eight mile, and that's mm. just playing himself. Yeah, so it's yeah, that's, yeah. fascinating. But anyway, enough of that. I will give you all the facts for sequel 
after the break. Pimp our pod wife. Pimp our pod wife. Pimp our pod wife. We're going to put uh, PS2 in the back of them. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking but it's tank. not going to be exhibit it's going to be DMX <laughs> or Chamillionaire no it's going to be Westwood oh pimp my oh, UK not Westwood who's our pod wife I don't remember geek to geek geek to geek have a listen and we will see you after the break I'm Void and I'm Beach, and together we're the geek to geek podcast well we make it it is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. And we are back from our toilet break. Yes. Toilet break. Toilet break and, and we all sat break. where we were and pissed ourselves. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> pretty That's much. How I go potty. Pretty much. I just wear a, I just wear a nappy. Who, need, who needs to toilet? Pissed ourselves in silence. That's how breaks just complete silence. <laughs> yeah. But always looking each other in the eye. <laughs> Guys, it's hard because you've got to turn to maintain eye contact. The winner is the one with the biggest puddle. I, I have a sponsor. <laughs> I have a winner. sponsor. Is it? He's. Let, let's get him in. See a fucking pogo artist. <laughs> Hello, my name is Kenny Gigglesworth. I am a chartered account. I am a stand-up comedian. I have my first ever stand-up gig in the function room of the Red Lion. You know the one. It's this Saturday. I would like to tell you some jokes on here on your wonderful <laughs> radio show in order to promote the firm, the gig. Uh, please. <laughs> I will do jokes now. Why does Snoop Dogg always carry an umbrella? Faux drizzle. Mm -hmm. I have a joke about haggis I would like to tell you, but I can't. It's awful. I said to my wife that we are going nowhere, just round and round in circles, and she agreed. So we played on the swings instead. Thank I you, everybody. I really hope there's someone listening to this. And he's, he or she has never heard any of these before and just thinks you're a fucking genius. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> I have been Graham Laugh a lot. Please come and see my stand-up show. That wasn't your name. It's like Gigglesworth or something. No. They're going to hear fucking three of them anyway. <laughs> Please come and see my stand-up show at the Swan. Thank you, and sorry if some of these jokes were too <laughs> the blue. The Red Lion. <laughs> sorry if some of these jokes were too blue for your listeners. Oh dear. Okay, that that's the best bit. So yeah, there's there's um a certain bank company that's doing a few adverts at the moment that have stand up comics in them, and oh, it's it's yeah. about that level because it's just a, a because it's it's people who have obviously. Did you not been... like Barry Bellows? It's like oh. Banks, right? Money. You should save money. This is yeah, save money. It's Joke. been scripted me. for the advert. Mm. And there's like one of them's like, I don't do online banking because uh, I can't remember the numbers. And it's just it's something like that. And it's not fucking funny. And that's if you're gonna do an advert with stand up comedians, do fucking stand up comedy. Bank. So yeah, as you can imagine, this movie not many people like it. Yeah. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like a 15%. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? With the basic consensus being... Don't this... sound surprised. It's no, shit. It's, it's not that... It's not 
doesn't warrant so that I amount. I don't think it's I was that expecting bad. like an on the fence thirty forty. Yeah, no. It I think I think mainly the reason it made money is because, well, fuck it, we got nothing else to do on Valentine's, as I said <laughs> earlier, so let's just go watch it. But yeah, the basic And then consensus... sex was invented <laughs> and no sex. one saw movies anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically the people are like have uh, to tell me it's erratic. About this thing that stops people seeing movies. What? It happens once a year. Six. <laughs> no, once a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But basically people don't really want to talk about Jumper. No one really wants to speak about it. Well the cable. Then why in. the fuck have we spent an hour and a half here? <laughs> we didn't want to. He's because put, he's hit the fucking potential number. sequel. But I've got a few things I want to talk about first. So I want to talk about the game that came. Oh out. yes, tell me about the game. I know there's a game. There is in fact a game. Is it a sequel? Is it does it run no. is it the movie? It effectively runs parallel to the movie. It does start off with a flashback tonight of Griffin's parents who were murdered. And he remembers two of them, a woman and her male partner. Are you playing as Griffin? You are playing as Griffin. It's called Jumper Griffin Story. Right. Right. And it's pretty much just the movie poster where Hayden Christian is standing on the Sphinx. But it's just Griffin. It's the same shot, but Griffin, like, standing slightly differently. That's a shame. I believe. Am I right in saying that Griffin's the only one who returns, reprises his role? So they don't have to pay for Hayden Christensen and Sam Jackson to voice that. I mean, I've not played it, so I can't tell you. I'm going. Well, no, for Hayden Christensen, they just got the guy who did Barry from PS One Resident Evil. <laughs> Use this, Jill. It's a gun. Uh, it's sorry, really that's good about far too emotional for Hayden things. Christensen. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so I mean, the game a begins. Jumper with, um, sandwich. <laughs> begins with his encounter with David Rice at the Coliseum. That's how the game starts. Um, Oh, that's yeah. how the game starts yeah it starts there 40 minutes into the movie the game starts we, yes. uh, we also you kind of mentioned something that we haven't talked about before David's surname is Rice the bully gives him <laughs> the nickname of Rice Bowl or Rice, Rice Ball something like that yeah Rice Bowl or something yeah be more creative bully <laughs> hey hey Uncle Ben <laughs> yeah but there you go there you go I'm already yeah. there uh, he, in, he basically interrogates the paladin there and it leads him to Nepal Nepal in search of Roland Cox, who's Samuel Jackson's character, whose, name, whose character name we did not bring up until this point. Right. Uh, and basically, uh, he learns that the paladins have long since lost the support of the monks who first trained them to sense jump scars. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, from there, Griffin traces the paladin to Tokyo, where they are stealing a machine that permits others to follow jumpers through jump scars. He's nearly able to kill the lady and the man who killed his parents, but the paladins escape with the machine. While nursing his wounds in his lair, David arrives, permitting the paladins to use the machine to finally locate the lair. So pretty much just what he was doing in and out of the movie. Yeah. After an intense duel, he drives Roland back through the jump scar and pursues. At Millie's house, he encounters the most dangerous paladin he has ever faced. Doesn't say who. <laughs> who that is. Afterwards, he questions the high-ranking paladin as to the identity of the woman who killed his parents. The paladin laughs and says that David knows her. The only conclusion is that it's Mary Rice, David's mother. Right. That's how the game ends. So the game ends in a cliffhanger. Yeah. Fuck off. Can you can you guess it? It got overwhelmingly negative reviews. <laughs> so we're going to pitch the sequel to the game. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can if you want, but I wouldn't. 
<laughs> like, oh, I think the worst score I could find for it was Game Informer giving it a 1.75 out of 10. <laughs> like, what sort of game is it? Is it, is it an action platformer or a beat em up? From, from my memory, it's sort of a pseudo of both of those, right. aka the worst of both worlds. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's, it would be an action adventure. Go here, fight these people, go somewhere else, Jump fight on other that. people. Yeah. yeah. Teleport for a dodge and then longer teleport for when you need to traverse levels. Right. But I want to bring something back that I haven't brought that we haven't done in a while, and that's Amazon reviews. Yay. Oh yes, I want to talk about the Amazon reviews. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just pick a few here that I've uh... four star on Prime. <laughs> yep. Okay, so this is from uh, Coke G84. Glad I didn't go and see this at the pictures. I would have been disappointed with wasting my money. One for the collection. Four stars. Fuck off. So this is an eighty-year-old who goes to the pictures. <laughs> so... Do not call it the pictures. I call it the talkies. I love to call it. I call it the pictures all the time. From DR. This is a quirky film with lots of verve. It's one to watch again. Four stars. Quirky, quirky? is it? What's verve? What does it mean by a lot of verve? Life. <laughs> so one of my personal favourites, which is a... Uh, I, can't, I actually don't have the name for it here. Where did he go? Anyways, I would recommend this movie. I read some reviews saying it was crap. What do they know? I liked it. Five stars. Where did he go? Anyways. Where did who go? Who is he? Who knows? Who is he? Who is she talking about? Because the movie shows us where he goes. See, you know what I want now? I want that to be the subtitle of the film. Just the bottom of the box. Just jumper. Where he go? (laughs) (laughs) It's an Amazon customer. Arrived on time. Good movie. Wish they'd do another. Jump around, yeah? Five stars. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a smiley face and a thumbs up. Jump around, yeah? It's from Grammy. <laughs> Polish film, but do not bother with 3D. The 3D effects are so poor as to hardly be noticeable. Two stars. What was that first word? Surely it wasn't filmed in 3D. Polish. 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 Polish, Polish film. Polish film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why five UMD movies out of 33 that I bought from the same seller won't play on my PSP. The company <laughs> knowing that is going to the USA oh, UMD, yeah. did not check to make sure all movie would play for Region 1. Two stars. <laughs> Who buys UMD movies even back then? <laughs> Guys, I got to say I had Spider-Man 2 on UMD, but it was free with the PSP. Okay. Guys, if you've never read a um Amazon review selection, go go digging, man. There are some gems in there that have absolutely nothing to hmm. do. Yeah, especially the ones that were like, <laughs> "Oh, I bought it for a friend, but I'm assuming it works." Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like don't fucking leave a review. <laughs> so let's talk about this uh, potential sequel then. A sandwich walks into a bar. The barman says, get out. We don't serve food here. So um, Stephen Gold's actually got about four, uh, I think it's about four. Yeah, about four novels in the series. Like As of 2014, there was like at least four. Right. The second one being Reflex. So... There is a sequel to the book. What a great band. Uh, So prior to the film's 08 release, uh, Christensen reflected on the possibility of one or more sequels. Uh, He he says, I'll just quote this verbatim. Uh, uh, This has definitely been set up in a way that will allow for more films, and Doug has been careful to make sure that he's created characters that will have room to grow. 
Well, there is certainly room to grow on these characters, considering they're the same base fucking characters they were at the start of the movie. Michael Rooker go- grows. He goes from alive to maybe dead. <laughs> he goes maybe from there dead. to not. Hayden <laughs> Chris. Kirsten Stewart goes from cameo to not. Uh, Lucas Foster, who worked on the film, uh, during production of the film. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> boom operator. <laughs> <laughs> he may have been the key group. I don't know. Uh, during the production of the film, stating in an interview that the ideas got so large that they really couldn't fit into, you know, one or two movies. They needed to evolve over at least three movies. So we planned the story out over three movies and then we sliced it up in such a way as to leave room for the other two movies. A lot of use of the word movies then. <laughs> yep. It's pictures, don't you know? <laughs> uh, so in the uh, response to the film's box office performance, uh, director Doug Liman has spoken of his ideas for a sequel. And this is where I found interesting because we were talking about time earlier. Among them are that jumpers can reach other planets and travel in time as well as their capacity for espionage. That's my script. Can they, Doug? (laughs) Can they? He's also stated that Rachel Bilson's character, who is uh, Millie, Millie, Mm -hmm. uh, would learn how to jump. Apparently hinted by David... You can learn it? Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) Apparently hinted by David uh, falling unconscious before the jump from the river to the library. Apparently the hints that she can learn how to jump too. Sure it does. Uh, apparently that's it, but that's apparently that's in Gold Sequel Reflex. So now there is a spin-off series for the film. And it's called Impulse, and it was released on YouTube's Premium. Because have... you know the most the most out there thing for getting not you know attention. Yeah, is is there a reason why all of these sound sound like they could be links so... names? <laughs> so... uh, Impulse, Imp- Reflex, yeah. Jumper. So successful. YouTube Premium, so successful that is now free. <laughs> is it free? I think yeah. you can watch most of YouTube Premium shows for free now, That's yes. fucking fantastic. Mate, the, the Impulse thing, it premiered on the 6th of June in 2018, which, like, like last year. It yeah, came last, out last year, year, a decade after this movie had been and gone. Fucking Strike for the Iron is dead cold. Yes. That's how you get the <laughs> biggest That's how buzz. Little Mo does it. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much all there is I mean no whoa tell me about Impulse Impulse why what, what is it <laughs> it's an American science fiction drama web television series based on the novel Impulse by Steve Gold American drama, drama sci-fi web television series <laughs> Mama Dama Lama Farmer. although <laughs> apparently it has been renewed for a second series no it won't consisting of 10 episodes to premiere in the second half of this year so it's, we so at some point, Impulse Series about? 2. Oh. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> uh, the premise is it's it's a, effectively a teen drama. Uh, if I was a 16-year-old Henrietta Coles, who discovers she has the ability to mentally move objects as well as teleport, but has no control over her destination. Okay. Uh, and the first time she realises, realizes she's stuck in a truck with her high school basketball... Yeah, basketball, yeah. Basketball captain and star, Clay Boone. Oh, I don't want to read that sentence. <laughs> you got to now. Who tries to sexually assault her? Well, I don't put that there. So, okay. Fuck, fuck it, I don't even care what the rest of the thing is about. That's how it starts, bollocks. Well, well no, obviously, because if, if a man like is in a film, then he's obviously he's going to get in a fight with his bully and then jumps to a bank or whatever but if it's a woman who's your main character they can't get into fights they can only be victims 
Yeah, just uh, so you know what? Fucking scratch impulse off the list. Don't fucking watch it. <laughs> Fuck that. Also, the whole premise of have no control of where you jump. She's gonna jump three times and end up in a concrete block. Yeah, and that'll be that'll be the end of the series. <laughs> just like sandwiching a boulder somewhere, hand sticking out. Yeah. So anyway, now that I've stricken impulse off of the records, she has that. a seizure and teleports. I'll read it. <laughs> oh, you were... <laughs> fuck you! You're reading it. In the course of which she inadvertently crushes him with her inherent telekinesis and teleports for the first time, leaving him a paraplegic. The show goes on to explore Henry's need to reconcile with her assaulter. Tried to do the. The show goes on to explore Henry's need to reconcile what her assault had tried to do with the consequence and her feelings about discovering she can teleport and psionically move objects from a distance which are triggered by her feelings of fear regarding the assault. So Fuck she then, she the then becomes guilty that she's basically paralysed this bloke who I assume cannot then communicate. So... Eventually, the series is going to end where he begins to become healthier and can start communicating, basically. And then she's like, well, he's going to give him a secret away. Snap the neck. It seems <laughs> that way, doesn't it? Oh, dear, oh, dear. Because <sighs> that's, that's what you want from your teen drama. Feeling guilty about being assaulted. That's what I want on my YouTube premium. That fucking <laughs> schlock. So just pretend Impulse doesn't exist. Just don't pretend it doesn't, it doesn't exist. Fuck it. You guys, give I mean, me your Doug, sequels. Doug no. Lyman is the executive producer of the YouTube show. Don't fucking care. I want your sequel pitch now because I'd rather hear that. Lewis, give me your sequel pitch. I'm just trying to give the listeners more information. I don't uh, want to give them information about Impulse anymore. Hayden I may just cut it out entirely. Hayden Christensen is assorted. <laughs> <laughs> is he ready sorted? Are you doing your sequel pitch? No, that that is Lewis's one first. <laughs> okay, my sequel pitch. Yeah, I'm stealing Ashley's. <laughs> Hayden Christensen is assaulted, then goes to different planets and can time travel. Uh, my sequel pitch. Uh, like like I said before, I don't I don't know how you do a sequel to this movie without it being the exact same movie based based off where the ending leaves us. Yep. A sequel movie would be the exact same as the first movie, so I'm refashioning it. It's now a CBB show. <laughs> 12 minute episodes. Do you want the assorted storyline? 12 minute episodes. We jump all over the world to teach young children about different cult- countries and cultures. It's a bit like Andy's Animal Adventures it's, or Andy's it's, Safari it's Adventures. It's except, Magic School Bus. Except. Sam Jackson brutally kills Anakin in the last episode to teach teach children about death. <laughs> What's it called? Anakin's. It's called Anakin. <laughs> based on Come Jumper, on. and it's called Anakin yeah. something. Anakin's yeah, jumpy. Anakin's jumpy. Anakin's jump. Little what? Orphan and his jump Anakin's show. World... No, no, he'll get there. World... <laughs> He's already used his, his car. It's the car. Anakin's World Jumpy Fun Time. Anakin's World Jumpy Fun Time. <laughs> adventure. <laughs> Anakin's... Anakin's World Jumpy Fun Time Adventure. Do the world jingle. Jumpy. 
Bang, bang, boing, Fun boing. Time. Oh, by the way, since I got my phone out doing notes for Dora the Explorer, do I get nothing but CBBS and Disney Plus adverts? Of course I fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> bing, boing, bing, bing. I'm Anakin. Look, I'm here in Egypt. Now I'm here in China. Where will I go next? Come along on my adventure and find out. But watch out for Sam Jackson. Sweep and oh sweeping. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. <laughs> I, I like the fact, so let's call it an eight, eight episode series. So seven. No, there are 52. All right, 52 <laughs> episode 52 series. 52 12 minute episodes. And 51 of those episodes are Hayden Christensen just going, I'm in this country. Here's a fact. Look at these. Like buildings and shit. Yep, yep, yep. And then the final episode is he jumps, gets brutally shanked by Sam Jackson, <laughs> and then Sam Jackson looks directly at the camera and goes, I've got 12 minutes to tell you about death. Yes. What? <laughs> 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 that. Like bleeds out on the floor. That <laughs> is exactly the pitch. Are we going to have him struggling on the floor like he's like a stuck pig or something? Like or? when Sam Jackson showed up for the series, like the season one finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he does that here. And just stabs Anakin. <laughs> Comes through his time scar. <laughs> dead. Slump. Here's a recruitment pitch for the paladins. We've we've jumped to Birmingham to learn about canals. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> That's a good turn. So I think I wanna go on the my one I decided I wanna go with the uh when I read about are oh, they 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 can space travel ah. Oh. Well, I'm gonna do, I'm, I should mm. go with that. So they they start chatting with like he he sort of gets his his life a bit more together, starts becoming a bit more on a straight and narrow, and he gets talking to Elon Musk about uh, his ability to to teleport. And he says, "Well, have you ever tried, you know, teleporting up into space? Because we'd like to get to Mars." So he goes, "Oh no, I've never tried it." So he tries it. He teleports up to Mars and immediately dies because there's nowhere for him to breathe. That's the end, is it? It's the end. It's just called Jumper, the second one. I I am not an astronaut or in any way a clever man. But if I decided one day I'm going to try to jump into space and I'm friends with Elon Musk, I'm going to get me a fucking spacesuit before I try that. <laughs> well, I was thinking he could go up there and he could just meet all the Doom Marines, you know, uh, running around in Doom mm -hmm. in the hell thing, but I thought... Nah, fuck it. We'll just total recall this and we'll die in space. No, he could, he could have teleported onto the Mars base and then got BFG'd. But the Mars base isn't there yet, unless he's teleporting the equipment up there for them. No, the the Mars base is there, and its entire mission is to kill Elon Musk, and so <laughs> so that he cannot get to Mars in any way. <laughs> Mars be like, please help us, Anakin. You're our only hope. Defend us from Elon Musk. <laughs> Okay, Ashley, give me your pitch. Oh dear! For somehow I've got the most legible version. <laughs> <laughs> the CPV sounds pretty legible. I mean, yeah. Mum's a here of bollocks. <laughs> I mean, I'm voting for that one. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't do the poll. Was there a poll? I don't know. Oh shit! I forgot the poll. <laughs> <laughs> we all won. Friendship wins. Hooray! So it's we basically know the way this film sets it up. The second film is going to be Hayden versus his mum. So, as we've all also discussed, that sequel will be fucking dull. So, Hayden's trying to find out more about the Jumpers and the Paladins, and eventually he studies it so much, 
he finds out that he can also jump through time, which is why I hate the fact that you brought that up, because that's <laughs> my one idea. So, once in the past, he befriends his mum and joins the Paladins as new recruit Klein Calvin. <laughs> so, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> All right, fine. Go on then. So while he's there, he tries to subtly change the paladins and his mum's theological thinking whilst also acting as a double agent for jumpers, so warning them in advance where, okay, the paladins are on to you for this. The pull is coming, you know, don't get put in a hot wash, yeah. (laughs) And during that time, obviously, him and his mum have got a bit of a friendship. Um, She's talking about uh, her husband and child back home and what a loving family they're building together and and then eventually a, a new jumper comes out as a real powerful threat to the paladins and so the paladins all have to come together internationally to because obviously they've got chapters internationally because why fucking wouldn't they film <laughs> and have to work together to stop her and sam jackson appears rises through the ranks and he leads the attack and they corner the jumper, overloading their electric weapons to take her down. And then this overload, yes, it takes down the, the new evil, well, the new jumper that they're all trying to fight. But it also backfires. It spreads to other paladins. Sam Jackson gets a bit of a recoil, turning his hair white, because of course it does, is a prequel. <laughs> yeah. And a bunch of other paladins get caught, get more hit full-on by the blast, including our paladin, Hayden Christensen. So he's one of them, he's on the floor, he knows that he's he's taken his last breaths, and his mum comes over, and she's trying to, trying to comfort him, and then that's when we get a little pan out, and then we know that Hayden Christensen's taken his last breath, and he just says, I've got something to tell you. And then we just get him whispering in her ear, and then passing away, and we know as the audience, because it's not explained to us, it's not, hey guys, this is what's happening right now. We we can work out from that, from the audience, that he's told her, I'm your fucking son. You try and kill me before the point that I travel through time. You fuck, you've made a paradox, mate. So, <laughs> right. so she knows, holy shit, I have to get away from my family who I love very much and there's no reason, there's, there's no alcohol or abuse. No, no, he doesn't jump at five. He just has to, she just has to leave at that point in time at five and just go, I'm living in the fucking Arctic in my castle of solitude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when Jumper turns up at the end of the first film, she knows she can't then kill him because he's got to go back in time. <laughs> Fucking amazing film. So, what's it called? Oh, Jumper Two. Boot. No, no, you can't. You can't use that. We all used it. I'm gonna call it Jumper Two. Boop. No. <laughs> Jumper Two. Um, Sam Jackson has black hair. Jumper Two. No, no, Sam. no, 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 no. It's Jumper Two. When he go. <laughs> when he go okay. Jumper 1, where he go Jumper 2, when he go When he go I've got an addendum to my pitch I, I have a quick question for him So he dies from a lightning blast Did you forget that they're pretty resilient to electricity? 
It's... We may have to strike your pitch from the records <laughs> for inconsistency um... in universe. Well, doesn't Billy Elliot die? No. No. How does he... Billy Elliot end? He just gets left in a pylon. Yep. In I'm not sure what country it is. War torn country. Yep. In well, it's zone. magical religious. It's religious electricity, lightning. and then that one machine they had broken, backfired, and they decided, well, we can't use the magical religious energy. We have to use electricity in the future. <laughs> so it was God that killed. It was God yes. powers that killed. Hayden this film proves the existence of God. <laughs> okay, right. Much like Dora the Explorer <laughs> and everything else we've seen. I am legend. So, you're adjusting your pitch a little? I have an addendum. No, I'm an not addendum. adjusting. I have an addendum to my pitch. I have a theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> have you been writing it? I have been writing it. <laughs> I'm Anakin, a jumper. I jump around the earth to teach all my friends about life and death and birth. A sphinx, the Great Wall. Oh, look, a shiny ball. Jumpy World Adventure Fun, now come on everyone! Anakin's Jumpy World Adventure Fun time! Okay, number one. I hate that he's called Anakin. <laughs> if you're going to strip me of my electrical bullshit, that's not in-universe. Yeah, he can't be called Anakin. <laughs> Do you want me to redo the song and call him David? No, you can keep that and you'll have to just change it for a second one, but... Okay, you've got to change it. You've got to at least change your title name. Yeah, Fine. change the title, That's but called... keep the theme tune as Anakin because obviously they've done it and they've produced it. Sure, and yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And they, but they've done the graphics for the title <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, it's just the, it's the graphics for the title is Anakin's <laughs> Jumpy Fun World Adventure Time. It's just in the show. It's called no, David. It's, it's, yeah. no explanation. It's Anakin yeah. okay, scribbled so... through and then put David and then they've scribbled through David and put Anakin again. <laughs> <laughs> so David's World Jumpy Fun Time Adventure. Yep. But also, or any combination of those words in any order. So the the theme tune says straight out he's telling them about birth, life, and death. Surely yeah. we're not going to get that flip till the last episode. No, you, you just you're, you're just like oh you know just just ignore that ignore that. Watch the fun so show. Like, all right, today we're in Birmingham talking about canals, and the also is, there's a woman over there. The thing is, in the theme birth. tune, it goes by so quick, and parents aren't really properly paying attention to CB because they hear it and they're like, well, did he just say what I think he did? Oh, are they oh not? you've done a shit on the floor again. Are they not paying attention? Damn you, Anakin. Are they not paying attention? No. no. What's the Dora theme tune, Lewis? Dora's not on CBeebies, it's on Nick Jr. Yeah, well, whatever. Right. So that just about wraps up. Do you want the CBeebies, uh, do you want the Furchester Hotel theme tune, though? I can give no, you that. No, I want to sure. go to bed. Well, that just about wraps up everything here, then. Uh, all I said is to hand over to you, yeah. Ash, to pick the next movie. Okay, so I, I watched this film for the first time a couple of months ago, and it's not as bad as I'd been led to believe. It has good points that it hits, but other points it falls down so bad at. You're selling it. So it's going to be shit. Things yeah. that... The film has a decent narrative, but the bits in between the narrative are god-fucking-awful and I have no reason to be there. We're watching The Mummy. Oh, The Brendan Fraser. The 2017 the, the question mark? Brendan Fraser one? You can't watch a Brendan Fraser I one. This is Fraser one. Oh, Fuck no! It's no, not you don't, as uh, bad. You don't understand. But it has so many many you bad things. Don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. I've been putting that off because my wife fucking loves the mummy movies. 
So have you seen it before? No, I haven't. I don't want to. And it's like, not, not as bad it. as that. Fuck the mummy. All right. <laughs> Fuck your mummy. <laughs> Isn't that what the baby used to say in dinosaurs? Fuck the mummy. <laughs> Fuck the mama. Fuck the mama. <laughs> Fuck the mama. Uh, I like I like Tom Cruise. He Tom can be all right. Is Tom Cruise crazy. He was Just a bad choice for this. You. Oh well. It, right. sh it should have set Sofia Bottega up. I think that's her name, and kept her as the mummy. <laughs> but then, yeah. You're gonna have to do a whole well, heap of research into the entire dark universe. Yes, yeah. there's there's enough. Good out old there. Rusty's in it. Rusty's in it, and he's my main bugbear. <laughs> because the character he bugbear. plays should not be anywhere near this, because it sets him up as another dark universe villain slash character. But he should have his own film, or he should have been put so subtly in this film. But they just go out and hit you around the head with it straight well, from the. We'll save this. For, we'll save this for the <laughs> next one. All right. As always, you can vote for our sequel pitches. On Twitter. Yeah, at we won't Paul read Star them out. We podcast. don't care. <laughs> we forgot about the last one. We're sorry. Someone who wasn't me. Me and Ashley drew. I think. No, we all drew Friendship is Magic. All right, if you say so. Uh, as always, look out for us on all your good podcast listening devices Spotify, iTunes, uh, Podomatic, and yeah, wherever you get your, your podcast from. Coming soon to CBBC, apparently. That too. <laughs> um, and, you know, if you ever want to drop us a message, feel free. We're always open for a chat. And until next time, guys, we'll see you anon. Bye, everybody. Bye, 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 b